1: the power of their data wasabi another boston-based championship team
0: and here comes robert good morning robert ford radio voice of the houston astros kind enough to join us this morning as the yankees and guardians not the yankees beat the guardians the yankees and astros get set to begin the american league championship series coming up later tonight wednesday night robert keith mcpherson Haven't seen you in a long time, Um, probably since June, I guess, right? Justin Verlander's start was a little alarming, I would say, and the Astros came back to win that game. And it took me a little while. Like, I didn't realize, I looked back, like he absolutely dominated the Yankees in 2017 in the ALCS, but he's had kind of a spotty postseason history since then. Um, What do you make of what happened in game one of the Seattle series compared to how dominant he was during the regular season?
2: Well, I think one thing to keep in mind is it was the seventh time Verlander's was this year that one started in the division series. He, I mean, it's rare that you see a guy match up against a team in all six series that you play, but that's Mm -hmm. what happened. Verlander. So that was part of it. Um, He wasn't as sharp and then, you know, he got a little start and then he's kind of started to get a little bit of a rhythm, but never really completely got going. Um, I think, his career having a extra a few extra days rest between starts will help him uh, he, he wasn't going to pitch in game four had there been a game four in, the, in Seattle uh, and he would have been on rest uh, Christian Javier would have started but okay. I think and I think it was with an eye toward uh, just trying to keep Verlander fresh and honestly I don't know that if there had been a game five uh, against the Mariners that he would have pitched in that game either even though he would have had an extra day's rest so I think that um, having a, a few extra days rest since that, that last start, I think we I think, you know, he's trying to get to the finish line. I mean, this is the first full season he's pitched in, in a couple of years. And um, so I think that he, he knows his body about as well as, as any athlete does, uh, you know, for as long as he's been around. So I think that, um, you know, the extra poem and uh, I, I do think one of the most, Starts he had was a start he made at Yankee Stadium uh, back in June. I mean the mm-hmm. Yankees had won 14 straight home games or whatever it was, yeah. and he came in and just absolutely shut them down. Yeah. Uh, and that was the day after the Astros' first game of that series. Uh, you know, lost it late on the on the walk off by Judge, uh, and then he just came out and just sh- absolutely shut down the Yankees. And I think really kind of a change, kind of an inflection point in thought. But the way Verlander pitched and of course the next day and throwing a no hitter. So uh, yeah, I think um am a to go. And I think, I think he should be better today than he was that first game against the Mariners in the division series. Um, I have a question
3: about, you know, this, this pursuit of a world series. So the, the Astros in this final four are the favorites. They're the number one seed. They have the most wins. They have the, you know, best regular season record. And when you look at the field, Uh, They have the Yankees, who they have a better record in in the regular season. And then you look at the National League, whoever they get out of the National League, they'll have home field advantage. Is there any talk about, you know, getting back to a World Series and winning a World Series that is uh, separate from 2017? Right. Obviously, we know the scandal and what happened with um, the trash can banging. And uh, in New York, we talk about that probably more than they do in Houston but is there any talk about getting to the world series and winning it this year, right? This is a team that has been the six ALCSs, and you know, is there any talk about, Hey, this is the year to go out there and win it and prove it and, and just have an outright world series championship that no
2: one can question. No, because it's a much different group. I mean, Altuve, Bregman and Gurriel are the only position players left from 2017. Uh, so it's not like it's the, the club. It's, I, I think there's, to think you know it's the same group from five years ago but it's it's a lot different um so i don't think that's the motivation for most of these guys because they weren't here in in 2017 Uh, orlander was here mccullers was here five guys that's it Mm -hmm. who were part of that 2017 championship club that are still in the astros in 2022 um yeah i don't i and you know a different manager obviously and yeah, I, I don't. I don't as being uh, uh, a driving force for for the majority of these guys,
0: Robert. I, I'm curious about like how this rotation plays out. Um, I, Keith and I speculated about the Yankees' rotation with obviously Tyone going game one, but Luis Severino is ready. Uh, for on full rest for game two and he pitched well against the astros this year you've got garrett cole who can come back on on regular rest for game three and then cortez in game four and cole actually pitched that game against christian javier when the yankees were no hit and actually pitched really well that day too so um there's some interesting matchups uh but because of what you said about verlander and and like what his use might have been in the division series how does the rest of this rotation play out, and what where does you know where does Verlander come back after Game One? Assuming it's, it's just a normal type of Game One for
2: him. Well, I think uh, I think you got Verlander and Farmer Valdez the first two games, and again, I don't I don't think the Astros have announced beyond Game One. Mm-hmm. If it's any different than what I'm about to tell you, It'll probably be, you know Verlander Game One, Farmer Valdez Game Two, Game Three in New York probably Lance McCullers, uh, Game Four would probably be my guess would be Christian. Hoffman who, you know, pitched as you know very well. He's and had that, you know, the seven-no hit in against the Yankees. And then I think Verlander probably back for for game because you're still talking about an extra day's rest there with the travel day. Okay. Uh, So I can't imagine uh assuming that this series goes, you know, for games, can't imagine Verlander, I mean it's he's not he was in his prime. He wasn't a guy who was really a candidate to start on short rest. Uh, it wasn't something that he did. He did it, but he didn't do it very often, even in the, when he was in his prime. Right. So, uh, yeah, I think that's how it'll line up. There is a possibility that Luis Garcia could sneak in there rather than Christian Javier. See a scenario where maybe the Astros feel like they they need the bullpen for extended innings over one of these first couple of games, and Garcia obviously pitched great uh, in that 18 inning game. He pitched the last five innings against Seattle uh, in in game in game three. Uh, so and not that he wasn't in the mix before but I think he's he's a very likely option I tend to doubt that unless happens that Jose Urquidy will get a start in this series particularly at Yankee Stadium a guy who's homer prone I don't know that you want him pitching at Yankee uh yeah. you could argue minute may M- park against this lineup either yeah, sure. uh, so uh I think Urquidy probably is a, a long man out of the Assuming he's still on the roster, which I tend to believe he will be okay. uh, for the ALCS. But, yeah, I would imagine it'll be Verlander, Framber Valdez, uh, Lance McCullers Jr., and then beer in that order and then back to Verlander for a game five. who's assuming there is a game five.
3: During the regular season, I was I think it was Martin Maldonado, the catcher for you guys. What's your catcher's name? Um maldonado it is Maldonado. i don't know if his first name is martin maldonado but uh i remember him having a quote where you know when they came to new york for that four game set he said they were walking in like it was postseason baseball they were walking in like it was the playoffs i don't know if the yankees necessarily felt like that but he spoke to that and uh now it is the postseason now it is the playoffs so um with you already mentioning this new cast of characters, uh, give us one guy we should look out for. We've already mentioned, you know, Kyle Tucker and Jeremy Pena, the rookie, and obviously everyone knows Jordan Alvarez. But give me one guy that's been playing well late in the season or played well in these first three games in Seattle that you think is uh, going to catch our attention that, you know, Yankees fans should be on the lookout for.
2: This
0: episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news,
2: Well, I mean, I know you already mentioned him, but I, i have coming into the postseason that Jeremy Pena, uh, is maybe the most intriguing Miss in Astros ball club. And I say that because, you know, he's a rookie, you know, you mentioned, you know, the Yankees really haven't seen a whole lot of Jeremy Pena mm-hmm. at this point. And what's been impressive. Yeah. Is that, you know, obviously like doesn't always come through, but it's never because the moment's too big for him. Um, uh, I mean, he had two walk off home runs as a rookie. He obviously had the big home run in the 18th battle the other day. Uh, He's not someone who is away from the moment or the moment for him. I mean, you think about game vision series, Jordan Alvarez home run doesn't happen on a one, two count, but the Astros down to their final strike against Seattle, against Paul Seawald, one of their best relievers, uh, hits a struggle with most of the year, hits a slider in the center field for a single. going. That that rally doesn't happen without that hit by Payne. So I to where he is in the lineup, batting second, right ahead of Alvarez. I mean, such a, a big key in the postseason is getting on in front of Jordan Alvarez, largely so that teams have, Uh, you know, with Altuve and Payne in those spots. And Payne did a really good job of that uh, in the division series. Uh, he got on ahead of both of Jordan's home uh against Seattle in that division series. So key player um and and i think he's a guy who you know could surprise some people or maybe you, if the astros have a good alcs and you're like man this guy this guy might be the mvp I could very much see that
0: uh robert one last one for me and it kind of leads back to a, a picture that i saw uh i don't know if keith saw this or recognize this um in the division series with seattle um Dave Sims, our old friend from WFAN, was the play-by-play announcer for the Mariners uh, in that series. Robert and Dave are the only two African-American full-time play-by-play announcers in Major League Baseball, 30 teams. Uh, Dave does mostly TV, Robert's on radio, and they both got to do the series, call the series on radio for their respective teams uh, in the division series. It was a cool moment, and you had a picture with Dusty Baker on the field, too, which I thought was really cool. Um, so it kind of leads me to question about Dusty. I wanted to highlight that first of all, to, uh, and and say how special that was. But it leads me to question about Dusty. You know, the last time the Yankees saw the um, the Astros in the playoffs, it was not Dusty Baker managing. And I'm wondering, like, after watching the last couple of years and especially postseason, what is he leaning more towards the old school Dusty ways? Does he incorporate a lot of the new traditional um, metric? Kind of things. How does he manage, especially when you're talking about bullpen situations and late game situations?
2: Well, I think when you look at the advanced team for the Astros, which relies heavily on analytics and video scouting, it's about as as good of an advanced team as there is in terms of putting together scouting reports and game plans. And Dusty relies very heavily on them. I think a lot of that happens before the game. You know, Dusty always talks about, you know, people t- will talk about how a manager, especially a manager who's been around a lot, as long as he is, how they, they feel, they manage by instinct. no? You know, because what a lot of it is, is you've done all the homework before the game about possible scenarios, possible matches that are favorable, match to avoid. And so then you're just putting that into practice. But it's all stuff that... You- already thought about and planned out and written down. Um, and I think most managers do that these days. Uh, you know, I always think about when AJ Hint was managing the Astros, he would always talk about uh, maybe but when you'd ask him about, did she talk about, Oh, we like this guy for this pocket. We like this that guy for that pocket. And I think it's very similar uh, with what Dusty Baker does. Uh, and so he's already thought about, scenarios and possibilities and he always says you know theory uh, and the other team can always disrupt your plans but he's already thought all of this out a lot of this is reliant on analytics a lot of this is reliant on the numbers a lot of this is reliant on the matchups so I think it's a misnomer to say that or inaccurate to say that you know Dusty Baker doesn't rely on I don't think that's it at all I think I think it's very deceiving because he's not, but I think because people think that sometimes because he's not always be he's not always going to do it exactly the way you would think. But it's not because there isn't a plan because he hasn't looked at the numbers. Sometimes he may say this may be what the numbers say, but this is what I'm seeing. this is what we are seeing in the dugout, uh, whether it's what a pitcher is doing, whether it's knowing your own personnel and where they are at that given time. Uh, so, yeah, I think Dusty relies on that a bit, but I don't think he's a prisoner to them either.
3: I don't have a further question because I know we got to wrap up soon. I just wanted to throw out there that Carlos Correa will be watching this from home. Yankees fans wanted Carlos Correa and the Houston Astros didn't want Carlos Correa. It'll be Jeremy Pena versus uh, IKF at shortstop. And mm-hmm. it's going to be a heavyweight fight. I can't wait to see it. It's going to be a lot of fun. Thanks for
2: joining us. Appreciate it. Yes, yeah, so you can watch Carlos on the uh show on tv if he's going to be a part of the series actually good
0: <laughs> good spot yeah. for him i think he'll get a warm reception when he comes to new york on set it'd be a fantastic robert i know new york loves you bronx bronx native right so uh when you get here for uh, game three welcome home and uh enjoy the first couple of games and uh can't wait to see you in new york thanks for giving us a few minutes
2: all right take take care guys i'll see you on the four train
0: all right <laughs> Robert Ford, radio voice of the Houston Astros. Uh, and, uh, boy, he's gotten to live in October. You know, baseball announcers usually plan for six-month seasons. He's had to plan for a seventh month for for every year now. This is what you sign up for. The Astros have become what the Yankees used to be, what the Dodgers have been, um, you know, going deep into October Keith, this is it, man. We, we've we been waiting for this since, really, since February. You want, you talked about whether or not this is going to be a fourth-place team, a third-place team. You still wanted to go through the Astros at some point, and here it is, heavyweight fight, seven games.
3: Yeah, uh, I need that revenge. I wanted the Astros. I didn't want the Mariners. And uh, you got four more wins to get back to a World Series, four more wins. And uh, I, I'm excited. Uh, I'm happy that the Yankees are here that we've got these weekend games coming up and it's going to be exciting. It's going to be fun and this is the best time of year. So let's go Yanks. Let's get it done. I think if they steal this game tonight or the game Thursday and then come back home like they've got a shot. I don't think it's going to be domination. There's new players, new characters, new villains for us. And the last thing I'll say is, uh, you know, I know a lot of casual Yankees fans are in on this series because of the scandal, right? Because of the trash can banging and the cheater and F. Altuve. But you know, baseball fans that have watched, have watched how good Houston is. They have the right manager, they find the right players, they plug guys in, they they play good defense, they get timely hits and they dominate. And like, I don't know if they're cheating now, <laughs> I don't know if they're still doing anything. I, I want to give them credit for just being a good organization year in and year out and having a winning culture. They did not always have that. And you got to respect that. You got to respect your opponents. The Yankees have to go in and play up they got to play tight like you can't make mistakes against these guys because they'll make you pay so i hope that they learn from the guardian series and they're locked in and they're ready to uh you know step up a level and and compete against the number one seed and i think they can beat them i think they can knock them off but i think it's going to take six or seven games and it's going to take some near flawless baseball which is impossible but uh you just got to make less mistakes um than they do that you know they're going to make make mistakes too they're going to have errors they're going to strike out they're going to you know not uh you know, execute their pitches, and uh, we'll be watching every single one of them. This is it—the ALCS, four wins, and the Yankees are back in the World Series.
0: I'll tell you why I don't think the Astros are cheating because they've had some trouble scoring, and that's going to be part of it. You know, they, this is not the same dynamite offense. They were shut down several times in September, twice in a row by the Orioles, the Mariners. We just saw. Uh, have you know pretty good pitching staff, and they you know they held them scoreless for 17 innings in a row, yeah. and they only gave up one run in the 18th, and had a game one in hand before they gave it up. um So this is this is a different kind of offense. We'll see what kind of a force Alvarez is for people uh, about the schedule. It is 7:30 tonight and tomorrow for games one and two. Friday is an off day, and the home games at Yankee Stadium have three different start times. Saturday is five o'clock. Sunday is seven o'clock monday is four o'clock that's games three four and five so plan accordingly we are coming back to you on friday after the first two games of this series with a new episode of bxb it's available from odyssey anywhere you find your podcasts you find us on socials on twitter he is at keith underscore mcpherson and i am at yankees wfan for our producer ryan chichester thanks to robert Ford for joining us Thank you for listening and we'll see you in a couple of days. Enjoy the ALCS.